Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Craig Stevens, and he is a certified public accountant with 25 years of experience as a senior executive in the financial services industry. He started investing in real estate in 2014, and six years later had built a portfolio of nine multifamily properties. And over the last few years, he's been investing both as a limited partner and a co-general partner in multifamily and retail center syndications. And recently, he's left his day job to pursue real estate investing full-time and is now focused on raising capital for commercial real estate syndications through his company, Groundbreaking Real Estate. Craig, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Eileen. Thank you for being here. Craig, can you give us a little bit more of an insight into your background and how you got started with real estate? Yeah, as you mentioned, I was starting out in corporate America. I began my career actually as a public accountant at the big four, just working a ton of hours as an auditor. And then I went off to work in corporate America and work my way up the ladder to a senior finance leader's uh, role. I had a ton of hours that I was working, traveling a lot of hours, traveling a lot of my time, and just really excited in my life always about starting up my own business. And there was a point in time back in 2014 that I decided I needed to find a path for myself to be able to move into my own business, lead my own adventure, right? And have a way to start my career without relying on somebody else's company. So I decided to start investing in real estate at the time, just kind of bought up one property at a time while I was working a lot of hours and educated myself, determined what I needed to do to invest in real estate and be successful. And then added a few more properties every single year and finally got to the point where I was able to leave my day job and focus on this full-time. And now I'm in the role of doing more capital raising for other syndicators that are pursuing real estate projects. So while you were in corporate and you were buying up real estate investing, how did you approach your strategy on buying properties and building up the wealth and how to manage it and balancing it with your job? How did you take a look at your investing side of things? It's very difficult, right? As many of your listeners know, to invest in real estate while you're also working your full-time job and making sure that you're balancing the two and not burning yourself out. It does start with making sure that you build a business strategy around your plan. So don't just kind of run out and start buying real estate and thinking that you're going to be able to manage it yourself. You need to really think about your long-term goals with real estate investing. Set up good processes and systems in place so that you're able to manage it more effectively. So that includes software and processes that you can repeat over and over again and make it much more efficient. And then I think it's also important to build your own business around this. So creating a business plan with a budget and pro formas, right? About where you want to be over the next year or next couple of years. And don't be afraid to hire others, right? To help you. So I think a lot of mistakes that folks make often is doing their day job, but also not hiring a property manager to help them to manage their properties. I started out that way myself and quickly learned that that was going to be a mistake. So bringing on the right people on your team that can help you. 
When you talk about systems, setting up the good systems and processes in place, what are some of the things that you found to be the most helpful and effective for you while managing your own properties or utilizing an external property manager? So a property manager is able to help you to pull together some of the information on your properties, right? They manage the tenants, they get the tenants in, do the background checks and get them leased up. But you still need to have likely you're going to get to a point where you're going to need to have some type of external software. I decided to set up my own property management team for my properties in New York. And I purchased some software packages to help me to manage those properties. So it's a property management software package. Don't fall into the trap of just thinking you can use Excel, right? It's easy for your first property. But as you start to add more, you're going to start to lose track of what you have going on. So Go out there, purchase from day one, really a software package that can help you with your finances. Also, you're going to want to start networking and marketing. Even if you're not in the process of raising money from others, you want to start to build that network and engaging with followers, right? Because there is going to be a time when you're going to want to raise money from others. So start to look into using networking tools, emailing tools, direct marketing tools as well. When you were still working in corporate and still building up your portfolio, what were some of the things that you focused on and like the different markets and the types of properties that you were looking for to ultimately help you build up your wealth and get to your end goal or what you're looking to achieve? When I started, I wanted to make sure that within a simple radius of where I lived that I could get out to those properties within, say, a a 15 to 45 minute drive of where I lived. So I could go see the properties, make sure that they were being taken care of. Um, I lived in New York at the time, up in Westchester, New York. So I had properties in those areas. I was looking for properties that I could buy on my own. So it ended up being three to four family buildings that I would just purchase one a year. I really drove for dollars, drove to find a real estate. I would drive around and look at different locations that I like, learn more about the population growths in those areas, the average income levels, and identify properties that seemed to meet kind of a financial return that I was looking for, but also were in a good location from a safety perspective, not a high crime perspective, good school systems, things like that. And you have a really strong financial background. You work as a CPA. And so you're looking at spreadsheets and you know how to do the analysis all day long. When you're looking at your real estate investments and you're managing it, like working with the property managers, looking at the financial statements on a month-to-month weekly basis or however often you look at it, what are some of the metrics that are really important to you to follow through and to keep track and be on top of in order to effectively manage your investments? It is really important to me, obviously, being an accountant to make sure that I'm staying on top of those numbers. And I would encourage everyone that is investing in real estate to make sure that they don't lose sight of where their financials are because it can get out of control quickly. And there were times where I was busy working my day job and maybe missed a couple of months of looking at my financials and something fell out right? Where I would have a large expense that I didn't anticipate or some rents were not getting collected as quickly as I had thought. I wasn't staying on top of it. It would end up in a difficult financial situation for that property for the year. So the things that I would look at for is an expense ratio, making sure that your expense ratio is trending reasonably. So you have some type of range of expenses to rent revenues. And Of course, there's going to be volatility depending on the maintenance and repairs that you need to perform or utility bills, things like that. But just making sure it's staying within a reasonable range. 
looking at your cash on cash returns. So what are the cash flows that are coming through on your property on a monthly and quarterly basis? And of course, annually. And then, then also rent collections is an extremely important aspect to your property. So if you have a buy and hold strategy, don't get concerned with the volatility of the valuations. If you're going to plan to sell it, then it's that's an important thing to watch. But don't dive into your valuation of the property, what the market value is on a daily basis or a weekly basis. That will drive you nuts and it's the wrong thing to focus on, but really making sure that you're making it a profitable property with rent collections and reasonable expenses is the most important metrics in that case. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And for you, Craig, you've worked a successful corporate life, but you were investing in real estate on the side as well. At what point did your side hustle decide to turn into a full-time endeavor? It takes a lot of time to manage both your day job and your side hustle. It may start out small and maybe you can manage it. But as you start to build up your portfolio, it becomes more and more complicated. So I was taking kind of weekends and nights and any time that I could find to manage my side hustle along with getting my day job done. There was this turning point for me where I felt like I was just thinking so much more about my side hustle than I was about my day job. Of course, I got things done and I was working as hard as I could on my day job to do the things I needed to do. But you start to get connected more to that future state of your side hustle. And that's when I knew that I needed to take a turn and switch to that full-time role of investing in real estate. And it wasn't a money thing. So for me, I had saved up enough assets and cash to be able to give me some runway for the next year or two years to manage my full-time real estate role. But I was, wasn't replacing my income by any means, and I still am not. So I'm working to that future situation, but at least I had enough aside that I would be able to take care of my family for the next year or two while I'm making some income coming in from real estate and growing that. So what is your investing strategy look like today? And what are some of the things that you're focused on now that you're in real estate full-time now? So now I've moved into this role of raising capital for syndications. So these partners that I'm working with are going out and finding properties. They're getting the bank debt for the acquisitions. They're performing all the legal aspects that are needed. And then they're creating the overall strategy in order to improve that property and eventually increase rents and sell it. I'm working with them as a partner to raise capital from common investors, folks like you and myself that are interested in passively investing in real estate, but don't have the time or the knowledge to invest in that real estate. So I have a list of contacts that I've worked with over the years to be able to ask them if they'd like to invest in certain projects that I'm working on with other partners that will manage the project for them. You get to participate in the real estate returns 
of course, as an investor in these syndications, but you don't have to manage the property and you have to keep updated on the regular news uh, reports coming out from the partners as to how the property is performing. But you can really get some great upside. I would say just as strong as if you owned a property yourself, depending on the circumstances. So I'm invested as a limited partner in those transactions alongside my investors. And I'm also a participating general partner with the other leading partners. What is your sentiment right now, since you're also working directly with other investors and you yourself as an investor, what is your sentiment on the current market right now in real estate? And we hear about all the volatility that's going to go on, potential recession. But what's the general sentiment that you've been noticing on your side? There's a lot of concern about the recession with single family homes declining in value, right? So the first thing that an investor asks me is, yeah, but I think the housing market is going down. So should that is now the right time to invest? And with that, I think there is some truth to that and some concern that that should be thought through. What we do is we look for properties that are performing well already. So they have good cash flows currently. So if we're acquiring a property, you'd want to make sure that it has a good cap rate uh, relative to the valuation that you're going to be acquiring the property at. Multifamily properties are performing better. They tend to perform better in recessions than single family homes. And that's because there's cash flow coming in from these properties and a buyer is looking to acquire a property based on those net cash flows more often than comparable homes around in the market, right? And you're not relying on somebody to be coming along buying a single family home in this case. It's somebody that's looking for the cash flows from an asset. That helps to keep the property values up. I do think that there's some risk with multifamily properties declining in values over the next year to a certain degree, but not to the degree that you might see in single family homes in most locations. So where's your next focus, Craig? Currently, I'm working on finding out a way to start up a fund as well, an investment fund. We've been investing in multifamily properties and single family properties and bringing those under a fund to have others to invest in so that they can kind of diversify their investments in real estate and we're looking to potentially add some cryptocurrency investment, a small portion of cryptocurrency investment into that fund to give some type of interesting investment opportunity in that crypto space without having it be a large chunk of your assets. So Craig, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? It has been something that has really changed the direction of where my life path was expected to go. So when I started out in corporate America, I thought that I was just going to become a CFO and retire as that when I'm 60, 65 years old. But real estate has given me the opportunity to have a future life that maybe I'll never retire with, right? Because I do enjoy real estate so much. I enjoy the assets so much with the returns and giving me the opportunity to build my own empire right around real estate investing. That brought up another question I had for you, actually, that I kind of want to go back to really quick. You mentioned that when you made the transition from your corporate job into your real estate, you still haven't been able to offset or make the same income as you were as working your W-2. If it's not about the money and getting that income consistent check all the time, what is it about real estate that drives you to it? For me, it's the 
tangible aspect of owning something that you can actually drive by and see. I love that. I love that about real estate. Previously, I was working in insurance and you don't really get to see and feel the insurance policies. It's just something that you're working with customers on and raising money that way. With real estate, you can understand how the market changes are going to impact that property pretty well right? as you start to learn about what's going on around there. The other aspect is opportunity. So although right now I'm not making a lot of money off of real estate or enough, I should say, to replace my W-2 income, I do know there's a tremendous opportunity in real estate to double, triple, 10x my income over the next few years. So that's the drive as well with real estate. It's exciting to me, a great asset class and gives me the chance to make some really good returns. And what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? I wish that I had learned a little bit more about the different markets that I was looking at before I started investing in them. So in Westchester, New York, for instance, I was probably a little bit um, uneducated about the returns and expenses and things like that that would come with the properties. One thing in particular that I would encourage your listeners to think about is don't invest in older properties unless you're really positive that they're going to provide the cash flows that you're expecting. So my first property was purchased and it was uh, built in 1901. And it was an extremely old property. It was affordable with the budget that I had to buy a property for. But there have been a lot of repair issues and maintenance issues that have gone on way beyond what I had expected because it's such an old asset. And what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? Networking is extremely important in real estate. And whether you actually have a property now or whether you just have 10 properties, you should be working on networking at all times. So if you're planning to build up your real estate portfolio, get out there and network now. The people that you're going to meet may be investors with you someday. They may help to be able to partner with you and teach you more about investing in real estate. They might be able to give you the knowledge that you need. And the networking opportunities are endless in real estate. And, and I find that we are all sharing those experiences together in real estate. I love the community of real estate. And another aspect that people should be thinking about when starting out as well is building out that business plan, right? As I said before, just making sure that you're treating your company like a true business and not just as a side hustle. So come up with a company name, come up with a logo, come up with trademarks um, for those names. And that will help you to think about your real estate investing as a business so that it will drive you to have pride in what you're doing, but also make sure that you have a story and a plan to grow bigger. Craig, where can our listeners find out more about you? They can reach me at info at groundbreakingre.com or check me out on LinkedIn under Craig Stevens, Groundbreaking. Awesome. Craig, thank you so much for all of your time today. I appreciate everything that you shared with us. Thank you very much, Eileen, for having me. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. 
Sale and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonifestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.